0: Hello and welcome to Legal & General's podcast, Institutional Insights on alternative de-risking solutions. I'm your host, Paige Wilson, New Business Manager, and today I welcome back Frankie Burrell, Head of Client Solutions, and Alexa Mitterhuber, Client Solutions Manager here at Legal & General. They'll be talking to us about the newer and more innovative de-risking solutions available for trustees and their corporate sponsors. Hi Frankie, good to have you back and welcome Alexa, it's good to have you here with us today.
1: Good to be back Paige.
0: No problem and thanks very much for inviting me. So Alexa and Frankie, you both work in Legal & General's client solutions team. Can you give us a quick overview on what your team does?
1: Thanks Paige. So in a nutshell, our team is tasked with developing new, innovative or tailored solutions for our clients in the pension risk transfer market. This can mean working on entirely new products such as assured payment policies and insured self-sufficiency which i'm sure we'll talk about in more detail later on in this podcast but our remit also includes client-led innovation and what we really mean by that is clients and their advisors coming to us with a specific challenge and then us working together in a collaborative way to structure a solution to that challenge legal in general as a group is uniquely positioned in the market After all, we have the UK's longest standing bulk annuity provider and the largest UK asset manager, complemented by a much wider business. That deep expertise within the business supports pension schemes at all stages of their de-risking journey. The Client Solutions team draws on that expertise across the wider business, taking some of the existing building blocks and putting them together in new ways to better help our clients meet their objectives.
0: Thanks, Frankie. As we know, pension schemes vary from one to the next, and there are no two identical pension schemes. They vary in size, the types of benefits they offer, and of course the sponsors themselves differ considerably. So naturally, pension schemes' objectives will also vary from one another. Alexa, would you mind giving us some examples of what some of these objectives may look like? Sure. So
2: for many trustees and sponsors, reaching buyout is the ultimate objective. And where a pension scheme can afford full risk removal via a bulk annuity, we would advocate that as the right choice. That's because insurance companies, like Liga in general, are specialized in managing long-term pension liabilities and the risks associated with them. We're also subject to a very robust regulatory framework that should give trustees and sponsors additional comfort that their members' benefits are very safe. But a common issue is, of course, affordability. Most trustees that aspire to a full pension buyout aren't yet in a position to afford this. Uh, And equally, there are a good number of pension schemes that aren't set on buyout just yet or at all, and instead are interested in tools that deliver a more secure self-sufficiency position. Ultimately, as you say, no two pension schemes are the same. So objectives do vary. And this is true both between schemes and throughout the different stages of a single pension schemes journey.
0: You mentioned there that one of the main challenges schemes face in the UK is one of affordability. Are there other challenges that can hinder a scheme working towards its end game?
1: So so you're quite right. Affordability certainly isn't the only issue facing clients. From a transaction perspective, other examples could include liquid asset holdings, which can complicate matters if they need to be sold down before a transaction can occur. Or a pension scheme might be interested in embedding member option exercises within a pension risk transfer deal. This can mean that immediate de-risking is delivered, but without losing the benefits that those exercises can bring. That's actually an example of something we're actively working on at the moment with a client. Another key concern for many pension schemes is the risk of impending sponsor insolvency. This is a hot topic in our market right now, given the events that have been unfolded this year. Beyond that, data quality, Accounting requirements and unyieldly governance structures are all additional items to consider. In all of these situations, we are of course keen to work with pension schemes to help support good outcomes for all parties, but especially their members.
0: So, what might a solution to some of these challenges look
2: like? Mm-hmm. It's it's worth noting that trustees already have at their disposal a great variety of the risking tools, uh, and some previously new solutions have already become tried and tested throughout the years. Uh, At earlier stages of a pension scheme's de risking journey, the focus for many trustees may well be on well-managed asset strategies, which allow pension schemes to achieve return targets appropriate to their investment risk tolerances uh, and governance solutions. One example of a solution growing in popularity in this context is fiduciary management. Nearly one in five pension schemes have now adopted a fiduciary management framework for their investments. And there are clear benefits, such as freeing up trustee time to focus on strategy rather than implementation. Our investment manager Jim's offering is also closely connected to our insurance business, meaning that trustees are less likely to miss out on short-lived pricing opportunities. In terms of other solutions, um, as a pension scheme approaches its end game, partial insurance solutions can be helpful stepping stones in allowing trustees to be selective in the choice and timing of the risk they wish to insure. Well-established options
0: include pensioner buy-ins or longevity insurance, for example. Thanks, Alexa. There's certainly an array of options available to schemes at different stages of a pension scheme journey. Frankie, you mentioned earlier that some trustees have concerns around their sponsor's covenant. What could a solution to this challenge look like?
1: Sure. So for pension schemes concerned about sponsor insolvency, a hot topic at the moment is pension scheme consolidation. The theory is that these new entrants to the de-risking space called commercial consolidators will put their own money into a pension scheme and take over the responsibility for running that scheme from the trustees and the sponsor. This in effect creates a clean break from the existing company and means that the scheme can carry on even if that original sponsor then goes insolvent. Most market commentators are of the view that this approach is only appropriate for a small minority of pension schemes. And even for those with a particularly weak sponsor, the real challenge for the trustee board is going to be making the irreversible judgment call that the limited one off capital injection from the consolidator is worth more than the long standing company support that they are giving up. One of our newer solutions, Insured Self Sufficiency or ISS, can address trustees' covenant concerns in a similar way to consolidators, but it importantly does this without breaking that link to the original sponsor.
0: I'm glad you mentioned ISS, as I understand this is a unique solution that LNG can offer the market due to the expertise and structures within the group. Frankie, would you be able to tell us a bit more about ISS itself and how it differs to a bulk annuity?
1: Yeah, gladly. So so ISS brings together the existing toolkit from our investment management business, LGM, and our insurance business, but repackaged to deliver a different level of risk protection at a more affordable level than offered by bulk annuities. This creates greater de-risking access for more pension schemes, whilst also delivering a more stable and certain path through to a pension scheme's end game, be that buyout or self-sufficiency. In terms of how it works, unlike a bulk annuity, both the assets and liabilities stay with the pension scheme. Then legal in general introduces two support pillars through ISS, an insurer-style investment strategy, and a capital buffer. So taking each of those in turn, first, LGIM implements an investment strategy for the scheme that is very similar to how they manage our own 80 billion pound annuity portfolio. So very low risk and holistic cash flow matched investment strategy. And secondly, our insurance business provides a substantial capital buffer. On top of that, that's to protect against adverse experience. And ISS covers exactly the same risks that a bulk annuity would, So primarily longevity, inflation and investment related risks. But in the case of ISS, the total capital buffer is fixed at a substantial level rather than being an open ended commitment. That's one of the primary drivers as to why we typically expect ISS to be 10 to 15 percent more affordable than a bulk annuity. Another key difference versus a bulk annuity is that instead of the pension scheme paying us an upfront premium for this insurance protection, Under ISS, insurance premiums get paid over time, and importantly, only if the ISS solution is performing well. That's a real incentive for us to make a success of every transaction. And linked to my comments earlier on consolidators, we see ISS as a sponsor covenant enhancement tool rather than a replacement tool, in that the link to the original sponsor isn't broken, but you still get the access to very helpful third-party capital. We view that as a much more member-friendly and therefore trustee-friendly way of approaching things. As we mentioned, we'd encourage anyone who can afford buyout to focus on the full risk cover that provides. But we do expect a lot of demand for these solutions, which deliver a well-priced, more certain path through to buyout.
0: Thanks, Frankie. You also mentioned one of our other products, Assured Payment Policies, earlier. Alexa, I was wondering if you can tell us a bit more about this and how it differs to an ISS solution.
2: Sure. So, if you think of a book annuity as an insurer covering the main pension-related risks in an open-ended manner, then ISS does the same, but with a fixed level of protection. In contrast, longevity insurance and APPs offer open-ended protection too, but only on a specific set of risks. Longevity insurance focuses exclusively on longevity risk while APPs pass only investment and inflation risk to legal in general. So for APPs specifically, in exchange for an upfront premium, we agree to pay a prescribed set of cash flows back to the pension scheme over the policy lifetime. These payments can be either fixed or inflation linked, and they can cover the exact same inflation linkages as a bulk annuity. So for example, RPI 05 or CPI. Uh, In fact, one of the key benefits of an APP is this flexibility. In their simplest form, they can be viewed as an investment and allow a pension scheme to build its own bond with tailored inflation coverage and no exposure to market and reinvestment risk that still achieves a yield comfortably in excess of gilts. However, APPs can also be viewed as an attractive path to buyout solution. The pension scheme removes investment risks now and has a clear structure for adding the remaining risks, predominantly longevity risk, in the future to, in effect, complete the bulk annuity. We announced our first APP transaction earlier this year. This was part of a 1.1 billion trade with the AIB Group UK pension scheme, but APPs work for pension schemes of all sizes. Our growing pipeline includes cases from as
0: small as 10 million to over half a billion. Fantastic. It's great to see that APP can be used by schemes of different sizes. For those listening that are wondering which solution best meets the needs of their schemes and its objectives, Could you provide a quick overview of the type of schemes that would enter into an ISS or an APP? Yeah, in some ways the target market is similar, though there are also some clear differences
2: between our two solutions. In terms of similarities, both APP and ISS are designed to improve affordability to insurance-based de-risking solutions. Both can also be seen as a path to buyout, although neither has to be. Then in terms of the differences, ISS generally targets pension schemes that are still a little further away from affording a full scheme buyout and that are also slightly larger. The IDEA pension scheme will be over 200 million, with both some pensioner and deferred liability to be insured. Also, the capital provided under ISS is capped, but it does cover all the main pension scheme risks, including longevity. And as Frankie mentioned earlier, ISS can also provide protection in situations where the sponsored covenant is a real concern. In contrast, APPs are more likely to be used for deferred members to complement an existing or a parallel pensioner buy-in. They then provide a simple structure for adding in the longevity and demographic risk protection when the pension scheme can afford to do so.
0: Thanks, Alexa. Now, before we finish, I know our audience will be eager to hear if you have any plans for developing new solutions.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We're we're already working on other exciting ideas, but we're also always keen to engage in an initial conversation that could kickstart development of a new and tailored solution.
0: That's great. Thanks, Frankie. Unfortunately, that's all we have time for today. I want to thank both our guests, Frankie and Alexa, for taking the time to discuss some of the alternative de-risking solutions out there in the market. It's been very interesting indeed. So thank you both again. Our pleasure. No worries. Glad we can help. Don't forget you can subscribe to our podcast Institutional Insights via iTunes and Spotify so you never miss an episode. Thanks again for listening and goodbye.